It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out episode 109. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tomas O'Keefe. <laughs> because we are coming at you from Mexico. Hola. We dragged all of our equipment down to Mexico. Yeah, but not for this. Uh, we actually dragged it all down here because uh, Tom has a very important episode to do with real spoilers. This very week. and very important. The biggest guest we've ever had. It's a huge guest. It's a huge guest for us. So, yeah. Um, and. The only time we could get said guest was while we were in Mexico, so it means we we loaded up all the equipment. And it's like, well, it's just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. We should do an episode. Absolutely. So uh, about four minutes ago, you slapped together some show notes. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, of course, the Peloton IPO that we got news about this week. We're going to give an update on all the monetizing in groups drama that we covered a little bit of last week. And, and don't worry, we're, we're going to keep it short this time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, we are going to talk about all the different things that are going on with the instructors. There's lots of news and some new content from Peloton. So tons to talk about. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. We have a new review. This is from Carmen Kind. Ooh. Doesn't that sound like some kind of candy bar? Carmen Kind. <laughs> you say so. Crunch, crunch. And it says, uh, my best friends that I haven't met yet. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. There are none that I look forward to more each week than this. Tom and Crystal keep us informed like your best friends who have all the best information and can't wait to tell you about it. You make our love of Peloton even more passionate. Keep up the amazing work. And then can't wait to meet you at homecoming. So hopefully we met you. Hopefully we met you at homecoming. Sometimes it's hard to connect iTunes or Apple names. Yeah, because they're not they're, they're not always the same and, and not everybody thinks to leave their leaderboard, their Peloton leaderboard yeah. in, in the notes. So, uh hopefully we got a chance to meet you. Either way, thank you for the very kind review. Absolutely. And then also don't forget we're available on Facebook, facebook.com/theclipout and if you if you've ever wondered, should I bother? Is there much going on there during the week? Woof. <laughs> Last week there was there was a whole lot a whole whole lot so it was almost like a whole other episode took place it's true or two or ten yeah so uh, facebook.com slash the clip out and of course our website the so there's all of that I guess let's dig in shall we it's time for news of the Peloton. so the Peloton IPO that everyone has been anxiously awaiting Yes. We got a little bit more information on that this week. Yeah, and it, and it truly is just a little bit. Here's here's what we know. Peloton filed their intent with the SEC to have an IPO. That's literally all we know. We don't know the number of shares, we don't know the value, we don't know the date. And and you know, basically the SEC has to review it and then it can move forward, but just because they review it and then Peloton can move forward does not really give us a date at all. First of all, I personally do not know how long that review process takes. And also, don't forget that back in the day when SoulCycle 2015, they filed their intent with the SEC to do 
the IPO and it never happened. Yes. How many how many uh, shares of SoulCycle do you own? Yeah. The answer is none. Right. And and just to be clear, I don't see that happening. No. I'm just saying that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a foregone conclusion. Right. Anything could happen. It's kind of like when you close on a house. It's not it's not a definite thing until you sign the paperwork right. and you're closed. And both sides have signed it, to Correct. be specific. <laughs> so, until the wire transfer has gone through. Right. Then you get the keys. Then it's yours. <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. Lots of speculation. Lots of people turning into SEC filing experts on the OPP. I would say ignore them. Very few people know what they are talking about. Including and us. Yes. I, yeah, I will not <laughs> even begin to tell you that I know what's going to happen because I don't. So following on the... Heels of last week's episode, mm-hmm. which got a little bit of chatter a little going. Bit. A little, little bit. bit. You know, I can can I just stop you right there and say that I want to thank all of the people who sent us such kind, supportive messages. I mean, there are definitely some people out there that, that disagree with us, which we respect. Sure. And, you know, you're free to post on our wall and tell us that you disagree. Unlike the Power Zone Pack, right. we will not delete your messages or your questions. You are free to ask anything that you want to ask and we will be open as we possibly can. So continue to do so. But thank you for everyone who reached out. Uh, there's a ton of people that have concerns that are just terrified to even speak up because they know that they will get deleted. Yeah, they know if they voice their concerns, it pretty much ends their time in the power zone pack. Yeah. And so they kind of, they've been silenced. They and have so, been silenced. And so thank you course. for reaching out to us. And of course, our time in the power zone pack <laughs> <laughs> came to a close. Sure did. Sure did. So Tom got banned after posting twice on ever on the power zone pack on uh, Friday. And then even the, the, you know, the really funny thing about get, about getting banned from the power zone pack is like they added me. I know. I didn't I know. join. I know. And it's, <laughs> It's also funny. It's also funny because they said after we left, because they didn't have the guts to say it while we were in the group. Right. But after we were kicked out, then they posted that we were we were kicked out because we spammed them with negativity and drama, which I think is funny because you literally posted two funny memes. Yeah. On, on, uh, and the first one I just said, if deleting people has become a full time job, then maybe you should get better at conveying your message, which I'm sure they didn't want to hear, but I also don't think that that's if you have that many people this upset, then and and you're in the right, then you need to get better about explaining why you're in the right. Yeah, I, I really think what it boils down to is how you define negativity yeah. and drama, because I will never believe that asking a question is negativity, which is why I wanted to make it clear that if you post a question on our wall... We deleted no comments yeah. this week, and but we should, probably should address just moving forward yep. that in case you didn't see it, Peloton did release an official comment. They did on everything that was going on. They posted this within the Power Zone Pack, and it just says, uh, "Hi members, there's been some confusion regarding Peloton's affiliation with PowerZonePack.com and the subscription offering made available on that website." We apologize for any confusion, but please note that we do not endorse the Power Zone Pack subscription offering or any additional paid services. If you have any questions, please reach out to community at onepeloton.com. Yes, and so I highly encourage you to send any questions that you have about the PowerZonePack.com subscription 
to that website. I know tons and tons of people have been doing so because they, they tell me when they do, they, they have a lot of concerns that, right. that still have not been addressed. So feel free to reach out and hopefully we will get some answers. I have no doubt that Peloton is deep within the research phase of things. And I'm sure that we will get some closure on this issue in the next few weeks. And zooming out, yeah, uh, not just about the power zone pack, right? But just you know, you're starting to see this more and more with these groups and monetization, us included, yeah. You know, and, I mean, because we have donations, we have donations, in. and we have a T-shirt if you want to go buy it, right? Um, so you're starting to see more and more groups as they amass their own specific followings, dip their beaks into the water of of making a little bit of money off of it and I, I, it does seem like peloton's at some point going to have to issue some official guidelines or yeah it's or interesting something. i mean specifically with power zone pack because that one is listed as official but any group that seems to be large is having this occur i mean right. there's the the swexy swarm they have medals that they sell mm -hmm. that you can get that are all optional and then they have like a bunch of instructor shirts and stuff that you can get it has like the instructor faces on it and then they also have a bunch of stuff that they sell throughout their website. And they say that anything that they get goes to some kind of donation. Like they, they pick different causes that need funds. And then they, they donate a portion of their proceeds to that. And I say a portion because I don't know how much goes there. I'm not trying to to start anything right. I, I have no clue how much goes there and then i know we've seen this within the fab fit 40 group they are they have a website that they're creating they're trying to to work on that and and i bring up both of those because there has been a lot of questions that have come up within those groups from the members asking where does this money go how is this being used what's going to happen here and it seems like the leadership has struggled to become transparent and they're trying to find a way to not alarm people, but also give them the information they need. And right. that's what I mean by a struggle. It's a balance because you don't want to have to share every single detail right. of everything that's happening in the background just because there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. But at the same time, they want to be transparent and tell people where the money is going. So I think that, that we're going to continue to see this not only occur, but the struggles to occur right. and people to get upset whenever they find out about it. Because, you know, Facebook is not a great forum for these things because you can't keep something attached to the top that every Everybody sees every time. Right. So no matter how much you're trying to communicate with people, it, it's difficult for everyone to read all of these issues that are coming up. So I, I don't know. But again, to your point, I think Peloton will end up having to weigh in at some point about how they expect people to handle it. If they're going to use any kind of mention of Peloton in the name of the group or anything like that, anything to do with Peloton. Right. You're seeing it more and more. And speaking of lawyers... <laughs> No, we did not hire one. No. There's a sponsored post going around Facebook about a Peloton-based or targeted <laughs> class action lawsuit because <sighs> some classes got deleted. Yeah. So back when the purge happened, uh, I think everybody is aware of that. Although I keep seeing posts asking about when the, this music got deleted. So so a couple months ago, there was, you know, like 10,000 songs that were banned for use uh, due to a lawsuit that was filed against Peloton from some music publishers. When that occurred, Peloton responded by taking down 
any class that had any of those songs in it, which was quite a bit. I mean, it was like, I think we said it was like 60% of the library. It was, it was a ton. Yeah, it was a good chunk. So the class action lawsuit that we, we don't even know if it's real. Like Tom said, it's a sponsored post. It looks like it looks like an attorney trying to make a class action lawsuit. Sure. Which I mean, in their defense, that's how class action lawsuits yeah. often start. Start. So that is a thing. But oftentimes these class action lawsuits are just an attempt for them to have a company write a quick check, make them go away, and then they submit their attorney's fees and everybody gets a check for a dollar. Yeah, it's usually in the favor of the attorney, not those who are in the actual class action portion of the lawsuit. Yeah. But regardless, if, if you read Peloton's terms and services, nowhere does it say we're going to give you any kind of certain amount of music. And and that's what the suit alleges. It's saying that because they got rid of half their library that, you know, you're owed money back because they did not reduce the fees, which is silly because when Peloton came around, they had to start building up that library. Right. They didn't start with a certain amount of classes and then say we're always going to keep it at this point. So I, I really it, don't think anything can possibly come this it seems unlikely but also we are not lawyers so this is just our just our amateur conjecture absolutely exactly so there's some new outdoor content yes uh several new classes dropped this week uh you know it was global running day yesterday june 5th and, and you so... ran all the way to mexico <laughs> no i didn't run to mexico well you ran while you were in mexico i did run while i was in mexico pretty much the same thing <laughs> To you, it is. Yes, to me, it definitely is. <laughs> but a lot of new outdoor content also hit. Several of your favorites, including Just Sims and Maddie Majacomo, had new outdoor content that dropped. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. Speaking of running stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> there's probably a more official way to say that, but probably I wouldn't know what it is. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, there was uh, some marathon training stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yesterday on the Peloton main page, there was a Facebook Live. So again, June 5th on Global Running Day. In in honor of Global Running Day, the, the instructors that are kind of heading up or running the marathon training program, they all got together and did a Facebook Live and answered anybody's questions that had been submitted or that submitted them during the Facebook Live session. So we had all five of the main instructors. There was Andy Spears and Rebecca Kennedy, Robin Arzan and as soon as you started trying to name them all I'm like this is going to be like the seven dwarves (laughs) you you get like five deep and you're just like I got it I got it Matt Wilpers and Bex Gentry very good now do the seven dwarves go no so they all got together and they were all like in a panel and you could see like the background of Peloton they were like in a semicircle and then they were all answering the questions together and then I saw this morning that Ross our newest yoga instructor who also does meditation classes he said that they're adding meditation to the marathon training program because you need to recover from your marathon training so that is a great addition i think that's really cool awesome dj john michael gotta love dj john michael yeah he uh he he got a little bit of traction going on the instagram he did first of all i just gotta say if you're not following DJ John Michael on Instagram or Facebook, you really need to because the dude just has such a fantastic outlook on life. I mean, he's so real about struggling with things like depression and uh, not fitting in and just finding your place in the world. And then he also speaks about it in such a way to turn it around and make it a positive, inspiring message. So 
you really need to check him out if you haven't. As an example of that, because it's Pride Month, uh, DJ John Michael, he posted a throwback clip from 1997 in which Oprah Winfrey was defending her decision to interview Ellen DeGeneres, who at that time had just come out right. as being gay. So he posted that as kind of like a throwback to like the struggles that the community... The LGBT community... Been, I mean, this is not a new struggle. Sure. This has been going on forever. So it was it was just kind of to highlight that struggle and like how it, far we've come. It's weird to think that like really like 20 years ago. Yeah. It was it was dicey as to whether or not like people could have Ellen on TV. I know. I know. And I, I mean, it was I loved that he posted it for several reasons. But one, what a reminder how yeah. far we've come as a society in many ways. So he posted that, and then uh, Oprah Magazine, the O Magazine, they picked it up and put it in the magazine. So his clip and like a mention of DJ John Michael. So that That's was awesome. really cool. Congrats to DJ John Michael. He's always working to make the world a better place. Yeah. And speaking of Pride Month, yes, uh, Peloton has their own Pride video that they put out. Yeah, it's really cool. It features all kinds of different people from Peloton that you don't get to see usually like they're the behind the scenes folks so and it, it's a huge rainbow of <laughs> of who they are it's a really really well done video it gave me all the feels when I watched it so you can check that out at facebook.com slash the clip out and then Robin Arzan was on the Rachel Hollis podcast which if that name doesn't sound familiar to you she's the the lady who wrote the book Girl Wash Your Face yes which is a fabulous book that every woman should read absolutely and, and every her, woman her new one is what girl stop apologizing yes so yes I was like worried that I was getting the title wrong. And then I'm like, if I get the title wrong, should I apologize? Well, yeah, because you're a man. Uh, yeah, that's it's where I landed. Girl, stop apologizing. Right. Yeah, we get we have we have lots of men that never apologize. <laughs> it's OK. You're free to apologize anytime, Tom. On their behalf. <laughs> yes. I apologize. <laughs> not on their behalf. <laughs> well, because they're not going to. <laughs> I thought you meant on women's behalf. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> I meant on the men's behalf. <laughs> yes, you can apologize for them. But for reals, the name of that podcast is rise r-i-s-e and robin was featured on it and it's pretty cool you guys should definitely check it out what a great collaboration between rachel hollis and robin arzon and then while we're talking about instructors appearing in various places ben aldis yes so if, if you guys are familiar i you know we don't talk a lot about the uk instructors because they, they're in the United Kingdom, but we were lucky enough to meet Ben and Leanne when they were in town in New York, not in our town, right? in New York for HRI slash homecoming. So Ben is a great guy. You need to take his classes. Leanne as well. She's also very great and you need to take her classes. But Ben was featured in a London publication called MrPorter.com. That sounds very British. It does, yeah. I believe it was Elizabeth Wiley that said, I just love that there's Mr. in the title. It's so polite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great feature about Ben and his journey to get to Peloton. You should definitely check that out. And you can, of course, find that at facebook.com slash the club out. And then I guess uh, our last topic of the week is where's JJ? Yeah. Okay. So <sighs> I'm going to back up and talk because last week after we had already recorded our <laughs> yes 
<laughs> our, our episode. Well, yeah, um, let's call it that. There were tons of reports of something that occurred in class. And I don't, I I have not watched the video, but I have heard several people talk about it. So JJ had a class last week and it was just a normal everyday class. But apparently at the very end of the class, I think it was like 40 minutes in, she gave a shout out to somebody, their leaderboard name indicated a high BMI. Let's just say that. I don't want to even put their leaderboard name out there. It just... It, yeah, why bring them into it? Right. Then there was like a pause. There was some mumbling. There's... Depending on who you are, you say that she had another leaderboard name mentioned. Some people say she didn't. But at any rate, after that, she said, well, she's not pedaling. That's why. Giving the impression to some... To some. Some. That it was some kind of knock on this person for having a high BMI. And that that's, they were not pedaling, so that's why they had a high BMI. Now, I don't know if that's that was her intention. It was a live class. She could have been referring to so many different things. Right. But what really kind of brought this to the forefront is then JJ suddenly was off the bike. Like, she canceled all of her classes. She canceled all of her personal training. And people were just just completely chattering about it. The OPP went nuts. People were, some people defending. Some people are just completely taken her down about how how awful it was at the end of the day jj posted that like the, well, her absence has nothing to do with anything that happened in class and to be nice to each other so don't know but then she keeps canceling classes so now what you have is is this an stl repeat what is happening so for those of you who have not been a long, around long enough to know about the STL debacle. Yes, that stands for Stephen Little, not St. Louis. Correct. One day Stephen Little went on vacation and just never came back. And again, for the people that that joined after Stephen Little, he was an extremely popular instructor. I mean, I think all of the instructors are extremely popular. Yeah. But yes, it was it was very devastating to those who only trained with Stephen Little. There right. were a ton of people that, that they followed the heart rate training very closely. And then he was just gone. Yeah. And he came back and did a farewell ride, which was awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that JJ is never coming back, but it's not feeling great because like she just keeps canceling more and more classes. Right. And at first she canceled all of her personal training classes too. But now those don't appear to be canceled anymore just based on what i'm seeing on instagram right i have no inside knowledge just to be clear but it's not feeling good right like i went from last week being like oh she's totally coming back to now i'm feeling like this Uh is feeling like stl all over again this is this is i'm worried so we have no real hard information no just uh kind of bringing it to people's attention and saying that uh, we notice it too and Watch this space. Yeah. And who knows if even if she doesn't come back, like, let's be clear, it it still may not have had anything to do with happening in class. Like, unless you know these instructors, like on a friendly basis, like you're actually talking to them outside of class. None of us know who they really are. I mean, totally. it, it's kind of like music artists, right? Tom? Right. Like you don't know them until you know them and they can be the best, most entertaining person on stage. But that doesn't mean that in the background, whenever you talk to them behind the stage, that they're nice I, I mean i'm sure you've had that happen absolutely sometimes you meet people that you like a lot and, you, and you're just like uh and other times you meet people that you can't stand at all and they're like well, and you're delightful. like you're like god damn it now i gotta like kenny g are you kidding me <laughs> he was like the nicest guy ever like i want to make fun of kenny g and now i can't son of a bitch <laughs> it's just the sort of thing he'd pull maybe i cannot like him because of that <laughs> 
But the point is, you never know. You don't know. Just because they smile on that stage when they're up on that bike doesn't mean that they are all smiles behind the scenes. That goes for anybody, really. Yeah. So. I'm a total jerk is what she's getting at. No. No, you're totally funny. I feel like you're pretty real on this show. (laughs) Sometimes too much. (laughs) Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Skype phone is Diane Kozlowski. Kozlowski. God damn it. <laughs> Kozlowski. 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 Ah. Do you want to just do it again? No, I kind of I kind of don't. I kind of just want to own the fact that I completely screwed that up. Hi, Diane. Hi, Diane. How are you? <laughs> I, I feel like I have to start off right away by saying I have to let everybody know you know transparency is a big thing these days yes yeah. <laughs> it's trending <laughs> that you are the mom of one of our our interns that that actually edits our all of the interviews our paid interns our paid now. interns not volunteers <laughs> just to be clear not your slave labor Right. Correct. Correct. Uh, so, uh, and and he is just a delight. So, thank Aww. you for linking us with him. We really appreciate that. Oh, that's um, nice to hear. You're welcome. <laughs> and he likes my podcast. Yeah. The one that isn't near as successful as this one. So, <laughs> that's flattering too. And he's a bulldog. So that's the most important part. Yes. Yes. He does yes. all the editing with his little tiny paws. <laughs> yeah. I think he has big paws. We saw him in Huge. that picture that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, we're going to start with your leaderboard name because your yeah. leaderboard name is Mother of Bulldogs. I and am so. the one and only. <laughs> so, so how, take us back on your Peloton journey. Where did you find it? Oh, um, you know, it's hard to really remember, but I, I, I recall seeing it for the first time in um, a Facebook news feed when they started doing targeted ads. So at that time which was likely the um, summer of 2017, I was looking to get back into some kind of fitness routine. It had been quite a while. Uh, I was dealing with some minor health issues at the time. Uh, I had a a surgical procedure and was recovering. And during that time was kind of scrolling through Facebook and this popped into my feed. And I thought it was so interesting and intriguing. And I thought this could be, you know, this could be the thing. This could be the magic bullet. Like, we all think about other things. And of course, my husband's reaction was like, oh, it's going to be another clothes hanger in the corner. And I said, no, this is going to be different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're like that. Yeah. And the wives always say this time will be different. Yeah, and it well, is. And, this and time it was. so hard to explain to people who don't have the bike, but it is so different from anything else that, um, that I'd ever experienced before. So yeah, so it was about the summer of 2017 and I just kind of stumbled into it. Uh, and it's been a life changing experience. So, so you, as soon as you found it, you, you just convinced your husband and jumped well, right in. Well, so since I hadn't worked out in a while, it took a little bit of convincing and I kind of stalked it and eyed it for a while. And, um, <laughs> a couple months after I'd heard about it, we happened to be up, um, in the short Hills mall in, here in New Jersey. And I was like, Oh, there is that Peloton store. I'm going to pop in and just take a look. And it was Love at first sight. It was better than I could have even imagined and started playing around with the filters and and, and learning about all the different content that was there and uh, came home, thought about it and um, pulled the trigger, I'd say maybe a month or two later, right around my birthday. Yeah. 
Wow. So since he was skeptical mm-hmm. about the purchase, does what does that mean that like you you didn't have like fitness wasn't a large role in your life yet at this point? Oh, so um, at that point in time, no, I was I was I was not fit for quite a while. Once I went back to work full time. Um, I had been at one time when I I like to joke and call it my, my sweet spot where the kids went to school full time and I wasn't working, uh, yet. And I was going to the gym quite often, but once I went back to work, you know, priorities, work takes priority, family takes priority and, uh, we all, uh, fall by the wayside and exercise. So, um, it had been quite a while since I did anything. And um, I was looking to get back into shape and the ability to do it in your own home on your own time was just uh, the thing that was so intriguing. And and so when you got the bike home, uh, did did your husband immediately jump on as well? Or was he a stubborn bastard like me? (laughs) Uh, He was letting me have my space. So I think he was very skeptical in the beginning and it arrived as, you know, when we did agree to get the bike, he was like, oh, just get the darn bike. You know, it's your birthday present. Go for it. So it arrived um, the night before my birthday. So my birthday was a Sunday. And that day I did my very first ride, which was a Jen Sherman 60 minute football ride. Insane. Oh, what a great way to start it off. I Absolutely love it. Absolutely insane. And I had the best experience ever. And I, well, I'd love to say I went bounding up the stairs, but I was more limped my way up the stairs when it was over <laughs> and ran into his office. He was, he was just catching up on some work and I was just gushing. I was like, that was the greatest experience of my life. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. I was absolutely on I guess what people would describe as a runner's high, which I'd never experienced before. So, um, it was amazing. And so for a couple of weeks, he watched me geeking out about it. He heard me talking about the Facebook pages and, you know, he kind of rolled his eyes and didn't really get it. And then, uh, a few weeks later, got himself a pair of shoes, jumped on and he had the same experience and it, we've never looked back. And it is truly the one thing that, um, we've ever done fitness wise together and on the same plane. So it's really, it's really been great to have this hobby together, which is something we've never been able to do before. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. We too have a Peloton hobby together. Yeah. Just not the same. Just, not, not exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's funny because for me, um, my husband's a very athletic person, right? So in high school, he played a ton of sports and, you know, was like outstanding male athlete and he played sports in college and then after college and even now basketball on Saturdays and, and, and baseball and softball. And, and that's just not who I am. I, I kind of grew up like a veal. I didn't do anything. I was very much <laughs> sedentary. I would say I was more in the Tom camp. And, yeah. um, you know, wait, wait, wait. Like, Did you say you grew up as a veal? <laughs> so, okay. I should backpedal. That's a little bit of a, an inside joke, but yes, I didn't do anything. I had no muscle tone. <laughs> <laughs> we I grew up in New York City. I grew up in Manhattan. And okay. so um for school, for gym class, we would go to Central Park and uh run the reservoir. So for people who are not familiar with New York City, I'm sure you've seen it in movies or TV shows. It's really scenic, it's really beautiful, and there's like a running path around the reservoir. Well, that would be our gym it, class. And I That's like I, where that that's like where they always find the dead bodies on Law and Order, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, uh, I just didn't, 
I hated it. I didn't enjoy it. So I, I learned pretty quickly how to hide at the ba back of the pack, hide in the bushes. And when the class went back around, I would just join them again. Woo, that was great. What a what a run. What a workout. And uh, that was the <laughs> We have a lot in my, common. Yeah, well, Tom, I swear to God, we're separated at birth. You know, <laughs> I, I get you. Um, but that was uh, that was the extent of my exercise. My whole life was really just nothing. And so I married this this um, this guy, the love of my life, who sports was everything to him. And so for us, it was something that we just couldn't do together. Right. Like we'll go for a walk. That's really nice. But we, we tried playing tennis. That was a terrible fail. We've tried running together. Another terrible fail. Um, there was really and obviously I'm not gonna play basketball or baseball. So this was an area of our lives that was so important to him. But for me, I just um, I had no interest in anything competitive or really physical. So uh, once we both started with the Peloton together, suddenly we found ourselves at the dinner table talking about the rides we took that day and the playlist. <laughs> and, oh, my God, you should do this one. And wasn't this funny when that happened? And suddenly we're kind of fighting over the bike where, you know, we, we have this debate often, should we get another one? Because remember, this was my birthday present and now all of a sudden I'm sharing it. But <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention the fact that he destroys it when he's on it. It's just, you know, I like to give it a good 20 minute rest between uh, between uses. But it's um, it's been great. It's definitely been uh, a game changer for both of us and, and brought us together on a, on a whole different level after, you know, being married for 25 years, which is crazy. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Tom, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like being a veal. <laughs> I always say my like people will go to the doctor and they're like all worried about their health. And I'm like, my body is in like new condition. Yeah. <laughs> I've never used it. <laughs> so true. My joints are all great. My, you know, like back's fine. Like, yeah, it's, I meant in the box. Oh my gosh. Um, we so, could sell you on eBay. Yes. <laughs> but the shipping would kill you. And, <laughs> and, and you said that like it was uh, getting Peloton was life changing. Like, mm -hmm. was that like, do you feel that that was because your fitness level changed or are you, do you mean just the way that you interact with your husband or is it is it all of those things and more? Exactly. All of those things and more. I would say that um, finally finding something that I enjoyed um, that was also kind of competitive and I, I compete against myself. Right. So we have the leaderboard and I know some people are really into the leaderboard. I am 100 percent solidly at the top of the bottom third of every ride. I like that. <laughs> high, sweet spot. I am right there. And, you know, when I see people around me, I'll high five them. And that's great. And you start to see some regulars who are there. But for me, it's the it's the competition against myself. So seeing uh, how much I can improve or trying new things. Um, it's given me a lot of confidence and definitely my, my, my physical fitness has obviously improved. Um, and then again, having this, this commonality and this hobby that we have together outside of the kids and the house and the work and everything. Um, and the, I know again, and it sounds crazy to people who don't know, but the friends that we've made through this community, I mean, you, you wouldn't be able to describe this to people who, who were not listening to this podcast. Right. And absolutely. Um, when I got the bike and I was very much into social media in my own personal life, but then I got really into all the different Peloton pages and Adam, my husband, wasn't into social media at all. 
and kind of thought I was crazy when I would tell him these things. And in fact, <laughs> we went to our first HRI, um, not this past one, but last year, so spring of 18. And he knew nothing about the community. And I was like, let's just go to HRI. It'll be so much fun. He's like, whatever. I'll, I'll <laughs> indulge you. You know, we don't live too far from the city. And, and so we went. And the minute we walked into Chelsea Piers to the cocktail party they had, and he saw the instructors lined up like Disney characters with people <laughs> waiting online for like autographs or pictures or whatever. He was like, this is un." believable and then i started to see people i knew and i recognized like oh my god there's john mills and like big hug <laughs> and he's like who is that guy i'm like I'll, I'll tell you later and i met you guys i'm like oh my god it's crystal and tom and you know <laughs> and, and all these little like pillow celebrities and he was he was kind of gobsmacked at the whole thing he was almost speechless and he didn't really he didn't really absorb it until that moment. And then as we went to the different events and different rides, we did yoga with Dennis and we did, you know, rides in the studio and everything. And we talked to people. We came home that weekend and he was 100 percent. And he was like, this community brings people together with this one common goal of a healthy habit. And it's so positive and with so much negativity in the in, in the world and and just daily life and struggles and strifes to be surrounded by people who just have this one common goal of doing something that's positive and good and healthy. Um, we met people from all different walks of life and, and backgrounds and political beliefs and parts of the country. And we all have this great thing in common. And it was really just uh, a wonderful thing to see. So uh, I, I and, and we like I said, we've made friends through it. So I think um, that uh, by and large, Peloton changes changes riders in many different ways, not just physically, but mentally and socially. I completely agree. <laughs> I, I could not agree more. But but I know that you've had you've had a bit of a weight loss journey as well as yeah. you've gone with this. And, and so but I think you've also been doing stronger you. So I don't know where you're uh, like where one ends and one begins because yeah. they're very intertwined. So tell they, us about that. Yeah, they are very intertwined, as you said. Um, I so I started getting into the bike and really into my physical fitness, which was great. But you can't out-exercise a bad diet, which is really the fact of the matter. You know, something else had to give. Something else had to change. So, um, I, you know, I I was always very thin. I got married. I had kids. Like I said, I started working. And, you know, you just stop paying attention to what's going in your mouth after a while. And before you know it, you know, not feeling too comfortable in your jeans anymore. <laughs> so yeah. something had to change. And I'd tried everything. You know, I'd been lifetime and Weight Watchers twice and I tried, you know, Shakeology and I tried, you know, Whole30 and you name it, I tried it. And diets were so restrictive. Um, eliminating something that you loved was just so punitive. And um, I was really just getting frustrated that nothing was working. And when I learned about Stronger You through the um, Peloton community, and for those who are listening who may not know, uh, it's basically a macro counting program. And what macro counting is, is you're just, it's like calorie counting, but in a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs. So a, a, like a third, a third, a third, essentially. Um, when I did that, it, what, it was um, eye-opening to me what I was doing wrong all these years. I realized that I was probably starving myself all the time. And because I was so hungry, I'd get hangry. And then I would <laughs> overeat and binge. And then I would feel guilty and bad about myself. And then the next day, I'd get up and start starving myself again. And I, that was like the last 20 years of my life. 
and and don't um, and don't you find when you do that that you really go heavy on the carbs? I I do yeah. I do whenever I like when I would when I would not when I would be kind of like not eating enough calories and then I would get really really hungry I would like just gorge on the carbs and it, it's like stronger you like to your point it makes you see that like this you you have to keep everything kind of in check not perfect but just balanced well. The thing that I realized was, you know, like we all talk about work-life balance and anything in moderation. And that's what Stronger You was to me, was a was a balance. And when, you know, I think about it like a three-legged stool, right? So if you think about the proteins, fats, and carbs, if you're short on any one of those things, envisioning a three-legged stool, that stool's going to tip over. Uh, if you have your everything in balance, it just is stable and it's like a foundation. And what I found once I really got into it and I noticed it working and I felt great and I never felt hungry and I always felt satisfied, I got really pissed. I got so angry at all the other diet programs that are out there. And even about the um, when you think about the USDA and the food pyramid, right, they show you that you should be eating mostly carbs and starches and then, you know, protein at the tippy top, you know, in a very moderate amount. And I realized that my diet was very um, and maybe most American diets are very light in protein when we should be having more balance. So um, it was eye opening for me, truly. So the secret is if you eat right, you'll have a healthy stool. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Yes, Tom, that's correct. That's yep. my takeaway. You summed it up well, Tom. <laughs> He's sitting over there biting his tongue. She said stool. He so was. was. Oh, my God. If you could have even seen his face, he was like. Like, I'm getting this joke in while it's still topical. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how. So and I apologize if you said this. So how long have you been doing the stronger you thing now? Um, I completed my first year in March and signed up for another year. So I am on. um, I'm just completing my. I'm looking at it in years. So my 12th week, my first session of the second year. But I've been pretty much at the same weight now for the last three months for these 12 weeks. So I'm I'm on maintenance and it's wow. I am maintaining within like ounces of my weight, which is incredible because anytime I've succeeded at something and gone off it, it's everything comes right back so quickly. So um, I, I couldn't say enough. I, I can't say enough about the program and, and it's and the combination of Stronger You and Peloton is uh, it's the magic bullet. So I have a, a question about yeah. um, uh, and, and not to talk down the program because uh, full disclosure, Crystal's been doing yeah, it and, absolutely. and has been a big fan of it and has been working. Absolutely. Thank you. You look amazing. <laughs> and uh, but uh, so like when you're going into your second year, like uh, like don't you kind of already know what you need to do? I'm just curious yep. is like what you get out of it a, a year or two years in, like wouldn't you already kind of know the drill? Yep. So it, for me, it's accountability. I'm really nervous to kind of go at it alone. And I don't have a lot of interaction with my coach right now. It's really just a once a week check-in or if I have a question, but I did reach out to her this past week because, you know, we just hit Memorial Day weekend time and we live at the beach and it's a very sure. social time for us. So I asked her, can I adjust my macros a little bit where they're a little lighter during the week and we can increase them on Saturdays and Sundays if I wanted to, you know, have a little 
a little more freedom and flexibility. Up. Yeah. So you want to booze it up? Just say it. <laughs> yeah, mix it up. You know. Yeah. So she's uh, so she agreed, and um, I'm going to experiment because the next couple weeks I'm not traveling, and I'm you know just working during the week and at the beach on the weekends. We'll see how that goes, and um, I just want to keep consistent for this year and then i think i'll have the confidence to do it on my own but like peloton also it has the facebook and social community so even when you're not doing the program you can still remain a member and lean on the support of all the other people and their knowledge and inspirational stories that's that's awesome i yeah i uh i'm 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 very nervous about whenever it's time to go to maintenance. I mean, I've got some time, but uh, <laughs> we'll be maintenance still, friends. <laughs> I'll maintain you. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. So, um, do you travel? Do you travel a lot, like for work or something? I do. Um, you know, I'll go to um, some conferences uh, here in the states. Uh, you know, nothing fancy. Uh, I go out to Chicago, to the Midwest, um, about four times a year. And oddly enough, two of my kids live out there now. One's in Milwaukee and one's in Chicago. So it's a great excuse to see them. Um, and and um, it kind of mixes it up a little bit. So, yeah, I do do some travel for work. So how do you eat like that on the road? Oh, that seems like that would be very challenging. It is a little bit challenging. And maybe that is why um, my, my progress was slower than some others. I, I've lost 35 pounds. But congrats. Um, thank you. It um, but it came off slowly and it didn't co- it didn't come on, you know, overnight either. So when I travel, uh, I just try to be cognizant of eating normally and not going crazy. I so I'll bring like a protein bar with me that I'll have in the morning with my coffee for my breakfast and then maybe a, a salad or something for lunch and then, you know, just normal dinner. Um, I, I it's I. I don't track to the nth degree while I'm traveling, but I try and have balance. And when I get home, I hit the ground running the next day. That is a habit of mine that I have overcome, where if I went a little loosey-goosey on other programs, it was very hard to get back on track. But this one yeah. is not because it's so much food and you're really just eating normally that it's nothing for me to just uh, hit reset the next day. And what about what about exercise? Like, how do you stay up mm-hmm. on Peloton? So I will be the first one to admit I don't love the hotel bikes, whether they're Peloton well, yeah. or not. But even the Pelotons, because I've stayed in some hotels that have them. And with the tow gate tow cages, it's a totally different ride. So, really interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I loved when they rolled out the tread content because I hate treadmills, but I like them in hotel gyms. So I will do a tread class in a hotel gym. Or I'll just go out for like a nice walk in the area. But um, when I was doing a power zone challenge recently and I had to keep up with that cadence, you know, no pun intended, but I had to keep up with the schedule. I went to a showroom in Chicago and they uh, allowed me to do it there and had the um, the shoes and the clips. And so that was just like riding at home and it was actually fun to do it in a different environment. So I do it to my best ability wherever I am, whether it's a tread class or showroom or just doing my own thing. Awesome. That's cool. That's like, you've got a really good attitude about it, but I, but I know that it's not it's it's not a hundred percent successful. It can't be. So I, it's yeah. great that you don't beat yourself up when it doesn't work. That's something I might struggle a little bit with. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. It's I, I keep a very normal 
mindset about this. And that's the thing about coming on the podcast with you guys. Uh, you know, obviously a big fan of the podcast. You have the most amazing guests who have accomplished so many things <laughs> and they've just they're so inspiring and I was like geez what do I bring to the table I'm kind of like average Joe I'm kind of like you know the dodgeball gym I just I'm your average writer you know the veal who learned to love exercise that's it <laughs> well you know it's not easy for veal to learn things so no. that's very impressive <laughs> great now we're gonna get letters from veal <laughs> and they're like what are you saying? We're dumb. I'm a veal and I'm writing a letter. What do you think about that? Now oh my God. Have to make a meme of a veal on a bike. It's going to be a whole thing. Uh, it probably is. We're so slap happy today. Um, <laughs> because we've been getting slapped so much. <laughs> so totally changing gears. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you have contacted me about that I want to hear more about is that you live in the town or near the town mm-hmm. where like Kevin Smith grew up. Yes, yes. So we live in this small little section of New Jersey, uh, Monmouth County. It's central. We're on the coast. And oddly enough, there's a, a tremendous amount of um, famous people from around here or who live here currently. So Kevin Smith, uh, Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, uh, Robert Smigel. So this little hamlet of, of Jersey has churned out some very, very creative people, which is a super fun place to live. So, uh, yeah, big Kevin Smith fan, especially uh, my son, your intern, uh, big fan <laughs> of his writing. And um, I, I actually told him somewhat recently, I was like, you know, when I was pregnant with you, we were walking down the street. We saw them filming a movie and we stopped it. We watched them film not knowing what it was and turns out to be one of his favorites, which was Chasing Amy. So. Oh, he was one. literally in utero at the filming of Chasing Amy. <laughs> That's so, cool. That is cool. Yeah. And, and Kevin's- he, you know, Chet actually went on to interview Kevin Smith um, and for a local paper. And, oh, cool. uh, you know, we've, we've run into him from time to time at restaurants and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's just always neat to see a celebrity out in the wild. And he's lost a bunch of weight, not yeah. via Peloton, to the best of my knowledge, but, but he's lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. But he's still wearing that hockey jersey every day. He's, I thought he finally stopped. Did he? Did he? What? I thought that he was maybe he switched to a, a smaller hockey a smaller jersey. Size, finally. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, but he looks yeah. great. I mean, good for him. It's not easy to lose weight by no. any standard. Crystal and I actually ran into Kevin Smith when we were in L.A. We were at the improv and he was doing a show there. And he was standing on the street afterwards and he was nice enough to take pictures with people. And I'm always like, oh, man, I'm so happy when we met Kevin Smith because we met him at the exact right time. We didn't meet him like super heavy, but it was before he lost a ton of weight because like now he almost doesn't look like like, Kevin Smith, like Kevin Smith anymore. So I'm like, we got him when he was he still looked like what you expect Kevin Smith to look like in a picture. Oh, that is awesome. We fun fact, we actually sat at a table next to him in a restaurant the day after the whole too fat to fly controversy he was flying in yeah uh, to jersey and uh was eating at our local italian restaurant and we were sitting at the table next to him and i was it was it's all i could think about but he's he's amazing he's an amazing um writer very talented very creative We're, we're big fans is there like any you have you have the story of obviously Chet, but like but are there like a ton of different places? Do people see him around? Is he still does he still hang out there pretty often? Um, How does 
No, he doesn't. He'll come back to the area like once a year and do something at the local theater at the Count Basie uh, around his birthday. So I think it's called the Kevin Smith Birthday Bash. But, um, you know, maybe in the 20 years I've lived here, I've seen him three or four times. But um, just the, the areas where he filmed... Uh, before he really went very Hollywood. Uh, it's all right here, like in our hometown. So uh, Dogma, the end scene on the steps of the church is filmed uh, where my daughter went to high school. Like that was her school. So little wow. things like that are just so cool for, for my son anyway, who just is creative and, you know, a screenwriter uh, to be living in the area where he walks around and bumps into his favorite movie scenes all the time. It's kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. We don't have that here. All we have is like up in the air and escape from New York. Wait, what is, yeah. what's the tie in with escape from New York? They fi- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh sure, sure, sure. So, um, so escape from New York for people aren't, that aren't aware took place in like kind of like a post apocalyptic yeah. time or so, something. And like they treated New York, the Snake island. Right. They treated uh, Manhattan like it was a prison and they would dump all the prison people there. And, uh, um, and it's expensive to film in New York, so they needed a city that looked like a real shithole. And uh, <laughs> and w- and we won. We we look like a shithole, but we're you know we were a third the price to film as New York, so we won. So almost all of those exterior shots you see in Escape from New York, except for the ones that are blatantly obviously New York, um, those were shot here because wow. our city looked so awful. So hooray for us! And the. There's a theater. There's a scene in there that takes place in the theater, and that theater has since been remodeled, and it's the fabulous Fox Theater, and it's absolutely gorgeous. But it was like at its, uh, it is just it it is at its rock bottom. It was just absolutely dilapidated, and so they filmed some scenes there. So, well, yes. I I just learned something. I never knew that. That's amazing. Yeah, when New York isn't crappy enough, come here and film it. <laughs> we got you. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Good to know. Oh, okay. Too funny. Go ahead. So, oh, I was just gonna. So, being so close to to New York, mm-hmm. at least comparatively, how like how often do you guys get into the studio? Uh, we get, it's so funny because we bought this bike for the convenience of riding at home. And the first time I proposed, Hey, we should go to the studio and do a ride. You know, I got the giant eye roll, like why? And then that was (laughs) HRI. And that when my husband like totally got it. Uh, so I'd say we go in there uh, once a month, uh, once every couple months. And I don't know, for some reason this fall, we were in there like five Sundays in a row just because we had the time and that's what we were doing. But, um, you know, I've gone in for some milestones and, and we've been there for some really cool rides. Like uh, my husband is part of the Jen's men for Jen Sherman. And we were both in studio for the Jen's men ride that was taken down. So hashtag bring back our ride. Um, but it was that's that, like two scandals ago. You got to yeah, move know, on. I know. <laughs> it's like being OG. But um, right. <laughs> yeah, we we get in there a fair amount. Uh, it's not far. And like when my kids come to town to visit, the girls, you know, want to go, which is great. So we kind of look at the schedule week in advance and and go to their favorite instructors. And it, it's uh, it's brought the whole family together. My one daughter has a bike in Chicago, so we'll ride at the same time and high five each other. And my oh, that's cool. My other daughter's dropping some major hints about getting a bike. <laughs> so I have to figure out, you know, an occasion to get one for her. You just can't like gift a bike for no reason uh but um yeah they love coming in and riding too so we get in a fair amount that's cool that is cool do you have like a favorite time that you went 
yeah, I do. I have a I have a couple of favorites, but um, in addition to the Jens Men ride, which was, I mean, just a really special and unique uh, occasion where you know people flew in from all over the country. One rider. Uh, flew in on the red eye, didn't even book a hotel room, got right to the studio, got on the bike, did the ride, went back to the airport, flew back to California. I mean, that's how passionate some of the riders are. But um, there was one ride, I want to say last June. This was absolutely my favorite Peloton experience of all time. Um, I was going to the studio. A friend of mine uh, that I hadn't seen since high school, since 1990, she lives in Florida. She was coming up to New York to visit family, and she has a bike. And so we'd reconnected through the Peloton pages and kind of rekindled our friendship online. And I was like, hey, when you come in, let's go to the studio. And so she said, oh, that would be so much fun. So Jen Sherman was having a 90s pop ride, and it was a Tuesday, and that was the ride that worked in our schedule, so we happened to be going. And, and the night before the ride, I dug out an old yearbook, and I found a picture of this girl and I together, and I, I posted it to the JSS tribe. And this is when Jen was in the tribe, which was you know so much fun. But um, I said, I haven't seen this friend of mine since 1990. We're meeting up tomorrow in the studio for the 90s rock ride. So my friend and I get there, we meet up, we have a great little reunion and we go into the studio to do the ride. And we're in the front row and Jen Sherman, you know, it's before the ride, she's doing her warm up stuff, she's talking and she said, who, where are the girls from high school who haven't seen each other? I said, oh, we're right here. She said, I think that is an amazing story. I couldn't believe it. I was showing my daughter, that's so great. And I said, yeah, and my husband is riding at home with us because he went to high school with us. And she said, oh my God, that's incredible. I'm gonna." I'm going to give your husband a shout out. What's his name? So my husband's name, and insert my eye roll here, is Big Balls. <laughs> so <laughs> here I am just kind of embarrassed, like, oh, and the, the backstory behind his name is just another story. But I said, uh, it's Big Balls. And Jen goes, Big Balls? Your husband's name is Big Balls? Okay. And she kind of laughs it off. And the woman to my right said to me, that's so funny. I love that leaderboard name. And again, I rolled my eyes and I was like, oh, well, you know, it's my husband. And she said, well, don't mind me. I sing a lot during the rides. I said, oh, me too. And she said, where are you from? I said, New Jersey, where are you from? And she said, in Queens. I said, oh, my husband's from Queens. And she said, oh, where? And I said, oh, Rockaway Beach. The woman's face lit up. She opened her sweatshirt and she was wearing a tank top that said Rockaway Beach. I said, oh, my God, <laughs> you're kidding. So for, for, for you two and for maybe people who don't know, Rockaway Beach is this very small peninsula off the coast of Queens. Uh, and it's a really unique area. It's lots of cops and firemen, uh, a lot of Irish people and uh, just people with great senses of humor. So right away I knew I'm like, she gets me. She gets this. So we're sitting there laughing. And she said, who's your husband? And I told her his name. And she said, is your mother-in-law? And she said, my mother-in-law's name. I said, yes. And she said, oh, my God, I used to babysit your husband. So <laughs> we just kind of like, what? And so at this point, Jen Sherman is on to something's going on. And so she looks down at us and she's like, what are you two freaks talking about? <laughs> and so the girl next to me, who turns out to be Mika, for people in the Jazz's tribe who know Monica, uh, she said she tells Jen the whole story back. And Jen's like, what? Wait, what? Mika used to babysit big balls? What? <laughs> and she looks right into the camera and says, this is a goddamn Emmer effing soap opera and you can't make this shit up. 
<laughs> and with that, the lights go down, the ride goes on, and we just all had a good laugh. Well, it turns out I come home, and John Pruitt, a.k.a. Kenny, ba- Kenny Banya, taped that whole sequence and posted it to the JSS tribe. And it is such a funny uh, experience of how Jen interacts with her audience and the weird synergies that bring people together on this bike that goes nowhere of people who, again, from different walks of life, who never met each other, who haven't seen each other in 20 years, have all these bizarre connections and they always come out in the communities and you meet people in circumstances that you would never put together um, ever in the real world. And so that, to me, was such a powerful funny but powerful experience of what this bike does in bringing people together and just these weird synergies it's it's incredible i remember that story when it happens i remember you messaged me <laughs> and it was hilarious and i was laughing so hard and i was on because oh. that was the sunday ride and i was yeah. on the ride and i didn't catch any of that that happened in real life so like I heard that people knew each other, but I didn't realize who was who. Sometimes it's hard to tell on the screen, you know. Oh my gosh, too funny! Too oh, it funny. was so funny. Yeah. Now we've we've had a lot of fun experiences in the studio, just all organic and um, just. My daughter, the first time she came to the studio, she had such a great time, and afterwards she's like, you know what? It's kind of like the Apple Store meets Starbucks. <laughs> and I thought that's that was pretty a good description because it is you're just sitting around lounging around in the in the lounge and you know drinking a smoothie or whatever and everybody's just chatting and it, there's this very zen and very uh, it is indescribable until you're there that that's true uh it if you don't if you've never been it can be a little intimidating because all that camaraderie mm-hmm. can feel like well, how do I how do I get in on that? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Well, so here's here's another quick funny story. Um, my Century Ride, I, I went into the city to do it with Jen Sherman with my daughter, and uh, Jen was sick that day, so Cody was filling in. And I get to the studio, and I'm like, okay, you know, no biggie. And um, I have my own shoes at home that are not the Peloton shoes. They but they have like a Velcro. They don't have the clip. So mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with the, the Peloton shoes, but I had to borrow them that day. So um, we're getting ready. The ride's about to start, and I'm having trouble clipping, uh, doing the fast the, the fastening. So I was like, I think there's something wrong with my shoe. I think my shoe is broken. So my daughter, Allie, is like, you better hurry up. So I run to the front uh, desk, and I have one shoe on and one shoe off. <laughs> and standing there, just standing there, at, you know, this is after all the photos and everything, is Dennis Morton. And there's no one else around. <laughs> He is just, I mean, on every level, an amazing human being, not to mention very easy on the eye. So here uh-huh. I am, running and sweating and nervous. And my heart's racing. I go up to the front and I said to him, I think my shoe is broken. And so she's like, okay, we'll replace it. So she gives me the other one. And I turn around, I lock eyes with Dennis and I think my mouth drops and he looks at me and there's this awkward thing. And I'm just standing there like a deer in headlights. And he goes, I like your pants. <laughs> I... And I looked at him and I just held up the shoe and I said, one shoe, one shoe. And I went running. And I was like, why did I say that? What is wrong with me? And so when I told my daughter that interaction, she's like, oh, you're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Because it can be intimidating. You're there and there's all this hoopla and there's so much stuff going on. And then you turn around and there's Dennis Morton and you just freeze up. And oh, my God, it's it's always exciting. Oh, I, I get that, though, because like 
you want to say so much, but you're in a hurry, and yeah. and yeah, that's just yeah. How do you? How do you? What do you do with that? Well, I mean, I it's a great story, so it I would have I would have done the same thing. Oh, Makes you feel any better? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I already said what your leaderboard name was, and you. So so tell us tell us the the short backstory of how Adam yeah. camp with his. Oh, how Adam came up with big balls. Yeah. Um, so when I so wait, do I, we, wait, wait, do we should, wa- do we want to know? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's such. <laughs> but I didn't ask you how you came up with yours, so I should oh. have asked that. No, very quick. So obviously, Game of Thrones fan, and um, when uh, when my kids left home, they left home like very, very suddenly. They were close in age. Like currently, my kids are twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. So all of a sudden, at that high school college age, boom, they left overnight, and I was we were left as empty nesters. So we kind of filled that void with a couple of bulldogs, and um, that became my my moniker, my my leader name, leaderboard name is Mother of Bulldogs. So pretty 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 simple. But uh, for Adam, again, not being on social media, not getting it, not caring, not understanding any of the Peloton stuff, but interested in trying it. After a couple of weeks, I said, "Okay, now we have to come up with your leaderboard name." And he's like, "I don't care." I said, "Well, you need something." He's like, "I don't care." I said, "Yeah, but you might get a shout out." He's like, uh, "Again, I don't care." So I was like, "Well, you have to have something." He's like, "Make me big balls." You know, I don't care. And I was like, "Well, you can't use that." He's like, "No, seriously." He's like, "No one's gonna care. No one's gonna talk. I'm not getting a shout out. I literally don't care." And you just have to, you know, put something in there. So just put that. It's like fine. And wouldn't you know? He got some attention from it. And (laughs) to be fair, because, again, I mentioned he's an athlete. It was kind of a double entendre with sports balls and everything, which was his, uh, you know, his profile picture in baseball, basketball, soccer, whatnot. Um, So it's just a play on words. But then it became a thing. And then he started getting shout outs. And then he became very he got interested in the social media pages. And now he's funny. And now everybody loves him. And it's really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) and i just feel like i roll my eyes right back into my head every single time but i'm over it it's fine now you guys are a pillow couple so you're stuck with his name forever we we are the um bulldog hyphen balls i guess (laughs) (laughs) bob barker's not gonna like that (laughs) no have your pet spayed or neutered right (laughs) so uh um do you have any uh like really embarrassing stories about Chet that you would like to share with us. Tom, this podcast is not long enough. <laughs> we need a whole other episode. <laughs> no, he's great. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's a good kid. What can I say? He is. He is a good kid. <laughs> I was just trying to give him some extra editing to do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he needs money. <laughs> do you have any uh do you have any advice for newbies though people uh, who are new to the bike no i would just say kind of like i did on my first ride jumping into a jen sherman 60 minute ride um just effing do it you just uh <laughs> no excuses just do it and um and try a variety of instructors and see who fits and you know some people are very partial to this instructor and some par- people are partial to that instructor um I'd love to see Peloton do more 
of what they did last year with the all for one ride, which sadly also didn't survive the purge. But I used to recommend that to new riders because I thought it was like a poo poo platter of of instructors to try a little something of all of them before you lean into one or two instructors. I love that you just jumped on a 60 minute ride. That's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, well, well, you know what? Thank you. I never really was proud of that until this moment. So that's awesome. You should be. You yeah. absolutely should be. Talk about, yeah, just the. So many people are scared to even get on a live ride. I you know. jumped on a live 60 that. minute ride. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. I understand, I understand being intimidated. I just wish I could get people to just like get past it because it's so much more enjoyable if you can just put that aside and not even let it affect you. Yeah. It's not like they're watching you. That is true. That so, we uh, know of. Yes. <laughs> Don't start Don't that. start another controversy. Yeah. <laughs> We're at our limit this week. Yeah. So, uh, so where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook as uh, Diane Kozalski. Nice Irish name. Uh, I am on Instagram <laughs> as AKA Mrs. K. Uh, and that's kind of a little play on words because professionally I use my maiden name. So people never really knew how to find me. So if you're interested in finding me professionally on LinkedIn, you could find me as Diane Carlton, which um, is my my pseudonym. And I don't think did we say what your profession was? We talked about you traveling, but I don't know if we said why. No, no. So, uh, gosh, uh, I am in marketing and business development for a uh, financial firm. And that is a a long distance from where I started as a newspaper reporter. So along the way, we got into public relations, marketing, um, media relations, and wound up doing business development in finance. So uh, that that is what I do from my nine to five. And after hours, uh, you can find me on the bike. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. LaVon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend with better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. And this season, you could win $100,000 with our handicapping super contest. Head to mybookie.ag and enter the promo code GAMES to receive up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag. MyBookie. Bet. Win. Get paid. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy day to join us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to have the break. It really was. (laughs) I hope I provided some comic relief. You absolutely Absolutely. did. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. It has. Thanks, guys. It was a great time and I hope to talk to you again soon. I'm sure we will. Yeah. (laughs) Have a good evening. All right. You too. Bye. 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 Here's today's recipe for success. So does uh, Diane have a recipe for us? She does. And she thought that it would be fitting to go with a family favorite, given the theme. And so... Puppy chow. (laughs) No. No. But this is called Chet's Meatloaf Muffins. (laughs) (laughs) So you can use... Why do I feel like this started as his pet name? (laughs) Come here, my little meatloaf muffin. (laughs) I'll keep it short, but you can use pretty much any kind of beef, pork, or veal. You can use turkey if you wanted to lighten it up, but it just needs to be ground. And then you use eggs, 
chopped onion, Italian seasoned breadcrumbs, grated Parmesan cheese, black pepper, and some tomato sauce. And then pretty much you combine all the ingredients, use an ice cream scoop or measuring cup to fill a six muffin tin, top each muffin with a spoonful of extra tomato sauce, and bake for 20 to 25 minutes. And then you can serve it with buttered noodles or mashed potatoes and peas. And then she even delightfully has the macros listed out. (laughs) Thank you, Diane. 16 carbs, 19 fat, 20 protein. For any of you out there doing Stronger You, that will be very helpful. And I'll make sure it gets on the website too. Awesome. Someday. Someday. (laughs) When we're not in Mexico. Yes. So I guess that's it for this one. It is. Uh, What do you have in store for people next week? I don't know, Tom. Okay. I don't know what we're doing because we were supposed to take this week off. So now maybe we're taking next week off. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We will figure it out. Probably. We might. I don't know what we're doing. It will be a surprise to you as it will to us. <laughs> That's what we're getting at. So yep. uh, until then, where can people find you? They can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, or of course the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash the clip out or uh, at our website theclipout.com and of course don't forget we're available on apple Podcasts, where you can go there rate review subscribe so uh, thanks so much for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running clip in, clip out.